Your Heart Matters, How to Look After the Heart You Give to the World. Written and read by the author, Jill Barham. Preface. This book is based on the principles of well-being. There are a variety of definitions, but all with the same core values. This is Who's definition as contained in its constitution. Health is a state of physical, mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Anthony Robbins sums up well-being in terms of the six human needs. Certainty, variety, significance, contribution, love and connection and personal growth. Well-being and abundance are directly related to the amount of attention you place on self-care, self-growth and self-improvement. Tony Robbins. And this is a quote from the New Economics Foundation. Because of this dynamic nature, high levels of well-being mean that we are more able to respond to difficult circumstances, to innovate and constructively engage with other people in the world around us. There is also a strong case for regarding well-being as an ultimate goal of human endeavour. And finally, a dictionary definition. Well-being is enjoying a contented state of good health, happiness and prosperity. So here's my question. How important is it to you to be happy, healthy and prosperous? To have a sense of well-being? Perhaps you are here reading this book because you are feeling a bit low in spirits or maybe lacking in energy. Possibly you have some health concerns or there are some annoying symptoms starting to show up. And if you're a man, you're almost certainly ignoring the signs. And what are you doing reading this book anyway? Joking, sorry, please read on. You will learn a lot and don't forget to share with your favourite women. Or if you're a woman, you are too busy looking after everything and everyone else to do anything about it. Well, perhaps that's not you, but someone you know, right? Maybe you're reading this book because your work-life balance is out of whack and you're looking for some other way to be in the world. And it may even be that outwardly you are putting on a brave face, but inwardly you feel confused, run down, perhaps frustrated, or even afraid for your physical and financial future. Well, imagine a life instead where every day is easy, where every day is exciting and rewarding, and you are so on top of your health that you feel energised and capable of enjoying what lies ahead, both in the short term and the long term. You are looking forward to a future where you can be with the people you want, wherever you want, doing what you want. You're financially free, or at least on your way to securing a more stable and abundant future. You are thinking, saying and being the true you, and you feel fulfilled and respected, and know that you're, able, you're going to be able to leave an amazing legacy. Does that sound like a great way to live? Would you want to know how to achieve this? Then read on, lovely lady, because I'm here to talk to you about your heart, both the heart that is in your body and the one you give to the world. I'm going to give you easy-to-follow, proven solutions for how you can heal your heart and change your life. I hope that you're inspired by my book and would ask that you share it with any woman that is dear to you. Love, Jill. But before we begin, there is something I think you should know. Prologue. It's November 2012, and if you were with me, you'd be sitting opposite the petite, grey-haired lady with her glasses on a beaded string around her neck, wearing a dark blue nurse's uniform. 
She has a soft Welsh accent. Well, Jill, I have your results. You have protein in your sample, so there's likely to be an infection. Your blood results aren't good. Your cholesterol is high, I'm afraid, and your blood pressure is too actually really high for you. I've never seen this in the 20 years I've known you. And you're quite a few kilos heavier than the last time you were here. You're not looking yourself. What's going on? Oh, well, Dawn, I'm not surprised. I feel dreadful, really low. I'm not sleeping. My hormones are all out of whack. And I've no energy or interest in doing anything, really. I've had the most stressful summer. My elderly father's becoming more dependent. I'm worried about my youngest daughter who struggled a bit with her first A-level year. And, of course, work doesn't get any easier. It's all got too much, I think. Okay, well, there are some things we can do. Obviously, you'll need a course of antibiotics and I can make you an appointment with the GP to look at what you need to take in order to lower your BP and cholesterol. And she'll discuss with you maybe about having some antidepressants or some counselling, perhaps. Tell me, are you feeling like you want to harm yourself? Chapter 1. The light bulb moment. Have you heard the expression, hindsight is a wonderful thing? Do you remember the question that Dawn asked of me? Tell me, are you feeling you're like, like you want to harm yourself? What? No, do I seem that bad? Oh, this can't be right. This is like a repeat of what happened to my mum. I've always been told that I'm just like my mum. By my age, she was depressed, overweight, had high blood pressure and cholesterol too. Oh, I can't go down this route. This is really scary. Look, Dawn, as you know, I, I hate the thought of taking statins or antidepressants. I know too much about the side effects. I'll take the antibiotics, but I'm going to find other ways to deal with the rest. So over that next week, you'll find me taking a look at why I was where I was, weighing up the pros and cons, looking at what I loved about my life and what wasn't so good. It became abundantly clear that the main source of my stress was my job. Well, actually, not the job specifically, but the person who was my boss. For the previous five years, I was employed by a national federation of sport, and I worked as part of a small team for the woman we all called Miss Management, a cross between J.K. Rowling and Jekyll and Hyde. For the past two years, I'd, I'd found working for her almost impossible, but kept my part-time job on, working more and more hours, with no recognition, no job security and no support. Is this a familiar scenario to you, being paid for a part-time job but working full-time hours? Have you had others take the credit for your work? I'd known for some time that she was not good for me. I recognised that I had allowed her to affect my mental and physical health, my relationships, my confidence, my spirit, and get into my heart. It had been such a gradual downward spiral that I hadn't realised how bad things had become. Has that ever happened to you or someone you know? It helps when you can see things in a different light, doesn't it? When you can look back in hindsight. So I resigned from my job that week and booked to have lunch with my friend, Pilates teacher and health coach, Sarah. We're about the same age and in contrast, she looked amazing. Slim, glowing in health, happy and fulfilled. Well, Jill, it's about time. That woman has a lot to answer for. Why don't you come and work in our health team? You'll be great with your nursing background and I think you'd make a fab Pilates teacher. You know so much already after 11 years working with me. You'd learn so much too about how to help your son. 
You see, the straw that broke the camel's back, the event that tipped me over into illness that I could no longer ignore, happened just a few months before. Only moments from death. On this day in July 2012, if you were with me, we're sitting in a bland, white room. The only sound is of a distant phone ringing. We can smell disinfectant and sense fear and sadness in the air. In walks a short, young man with a dark, straggly beard, a stethoscope round his neck and a white coat. Despite his Asian appearance, his accent is Scottish. Mrs Barham, we've got to the bottom of your son's condition. I know you have spent nearly three weeks at your GP and various visits to the hospital, so it must have been very worrying for you. Matthew has epiglottitis. This is where the flap at the top of the windpipe becomes inflamed and swollen and can block the passage of air. It's normally seen in the very elderly or in the very young babies, so it's very rare to see this in a 20-year-old fit-looking guy like Matthew. We have him on the right medication now, so hopefully he'll be home for, in a few days. I remember the feeling of relief for us both as we finally got a diagnosis after so many days of worry and extreme levels of pain for Matt. So I went home and did what any normal person would do. I looked the condition up on Google. Other search engines are available. But this just made me feel worse. You see, epiglottitis is a life-threatening condition and in that moment, I recall the hairs standing up on the back of my neck as I remembered the car journey only two days before where I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I should have called an ambulance. I'm not sure I'm going to get him there in time. His breathing's getting worse. I wonder if I can remember how to do a tracheotomy. Have you ever felt helpless and unsure about what to do for someone you love? Well, Matt did recover slowly, but within a week of returning to university in October, he developed tonsillitis, a regular recurrence all through his teenage years. So though he was fixed, we were still not getting to the root of his life-threatening episode. So in my heart, I knew that the story couldn't end there. Using a plaster to fi fix a disaster. Back to November, and this time, imagine we're sitting in a meeting room in a hotel. It has oak panels on the walls, low lighting, and there is a petite woman with short, dark hair standing in front of the projector screen. So I think we've all seen and understood this evening that the root of illness is inflammation, and that in order to achieve optimum health, we need a healthy gut, but more essentially a strong heart, one that is emotionally and physiologically nurtured. It was in that moment, it was clear to me that my path from that day was to learn how to do just that. For myself, for my son, and for anyone whose life I touched. As I started my own journey back to being well, and to being able to help hundreds of others achieve well-being, my first lesson was in the importance of the gut to good health. During the trauma of that summer, I had a sense that Matt's IBS, Irritable Bowel Syndrome, had a significant role to play in his illness. But there was not one medical professional that seemed interested in my view when he was being treated. You see, we were in the ENT, the ear, nose and throat department, not the gastroenterology department. So I was first in the queue to speak to the naturopath and nutritionist that evening. So you're saying then that if the gut isn't working well, that this can affect all parts of the body, even your moods and lower your immune system? Yes, and your son would have been particularly vulnerable as he had had just 
a few months of flare-up of his IBS. But there are ways to heal the gut and improve his overall health. Looks can be deceiving. It wasn't until I started to study nutrition and health that I really began to grow my understanding of the fundamentals of natural healing. As a student nurse, we had no training in nutrition. You may not be aware that our bright and brilliant student doctors get minimal information on nutrition as part of their five-year training. I have always been interested in preventative and holistic therapies, and in more recent years my research and study has helped me to focus on the real route to optimum health. I believe that there are two key systems that define our emotional and physical wellness. The gut is one and the heart is the other. What is clear is that we can never tell how healthy a person is by outwardly appearances. You may have experienced first or second hand the sudden death of a person and been shocked as they looked healthy, young, slim and fit even. Gut reaction. Through the trauma of Matt's illness, I recall my feelings of helplessness as he was pushed from doctor's surgeries to emergency rooms and hospital wards. All along, my instincts were telling me that he was in real trouble, and I believe that every mother knows her child better than anyone else does. I want to encourage you as a woman to trust your instincts, believe in yourself, and listen to your gut reactions about your life and those you care about. I also understand that this has to start with self-care and self-awareness. If, like me, you are putting everyone else first, perhaps taking a back seat with your health, when you know you're the rudder of your ship, then I want to empower you to take some action today so that you don't become vulnerable. I also want to inspire you to learn some basic principles of how to live a life of wellness and to help those around you whom you love to avoid my fate. In life, you can either be a good example or a horrible warning. Catherine Aird You see, what I didn't tell you is that I lost my mum to a pulmonary embolus, a cardiovascular-related accident, when I was 28 and 30 weeks pregnant with my first child. She was only 56 years old. She had suffered many years of unhappiness and stress in her marriage with my father, who was controlling at times the life and soul of the party and company, but miserable at home. So next year, at the time of writing, I will be 56. I have no intention of being the horrible warning, leaving my beautiful, talented and loving children without a mum and a grandma who will love and cherish their future offspring. So here I am, four years on, helping other women to look after their hearts, like I'm striving to look after mine taking care of my physical and emotional needs, learning to cope with the curveballs that we all experience in life. My own experience has led me to the heart of the matter. To find a way to earn money, and let's face it, we all need to do that, that better suits my passion. To work with like-minded souls with the same integrity and commitment. To fulfill my true purpose and leave a legacy for my family and to the world to understand the overriding root of illness and disease and how to offer simple, proven solutions to women just like you to live happier, healthier and more prosperous lives. To boldly go where... Oops, got carried away there with the Star Trek reference. And my mission is to build a team to save one million lives a year, every year. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give.
Winston Churchill. <laughs>